Let's pray together. O healing God, in Jesus you came to minister to folks at their place of very deepest need. And so we welcome your Holy Spirit to move amongst us here this morning so that the same may happen here amongst us. Meet us, each one, at our place of deepest need. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So today in worship, we are offering anointing with oil for the first time in four years. Now, I should make clear that our pastoral care team has been anointing folks for the past four intervening years during COVID all along. And uh, Pastor Lisa will be quick to remind us that we did anoint her with oil in May at her licensing service. But this is our first time to resume this very important practice in the life of our church. And so it feels right and fitting to maybe step back a little bit and just to reflect on what is this practice and why was it so very important in the, why has it been so very important in the life of the church from the very beginning? You know, we hear that in James, people gathered the church with elders to pray. And Mark 6.13 says that the disciples practiced anointing as well. So I'd like to begin today by inviting us to, sh to turn to the very brief introduction in our uh, Voices Together hymnal. It's number 975. 975. One of the wonderful things that our hymnal does is it provides these little nugget synopses of different aspects of our faith. And let me just read this out, out loud. Number 975, an introduction to healing. Healing is central to the ministry of Jesus, who restores wholeness of body, mind, and spirit reconciling people to God and one another. We turn to Christ for healing with lament, confession, laying on of hands, anointing with oil, with prayer for the life-giving Holy Spirit to act within and beyond human action. I love that. Within and beyond human action, drawing us all into the fullness of God's care. That's another important phrase as well, drawing us all into the fullness of God's care. And in our gospel reading today, we hear Jesus calling to us again and again. Dear friends at East Chestnut, he says, come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Do you remember that was our verse of the year back in 2017? And so, dear friends, I ask you, 
Where are you and I carrying heavy burdens? Where are we at this moment feeling heavy laden? Are we feeling weary, perhaps, of our inability to forgive some deep old wound in our lives? If so, Jesus says, come to me. Or perhaps we are struggling with some brokenness in our circle of relationships. And if so, Jesus says to us, come to me. Perhaps we are struggling at this time with addiction. Jesus says to us, come to me. Perhaps we are struggling with a deep and pervasive anxiety that we don't understand where it's coming from. Anybody have that? If so, Jesus says to us, come to me. Perhaps we are struggling with the impact of spiritual abuse in the church earlier in our lives that we just can't shake or heal. If so, Jesus says, come to me. Or perhaps we feel weighed down by climate despair. Anybody feeling that right now? Climate despair? After a summer when our whole world seemed to go up in fire and smoke. If so, Jesus says to us, come to me. Or maybe we're just feeling weighed down by a big, significant life decision. If so, Jesus says, come to me and I will guide you. Friends, did you know that in the original Greek in the Bible, in the New Testament, the word for salvation, which is sozo, let's say that together, sozo, the word for salvation and the word for healing are the same. So when we say that somebody is saved, we are also saying that Jesus is also healing them. And when Jesus is healing them, he is also saving them. They are organically connected. And so when broken people like dear Peter, like Martha, like Thomas, like Mary Magdalene, come to Jesus, he takes the broken pieces of their lives and puts them back together so that they are more beautiful, more whole, more vulnerable than they ever were before. His healings don't bring perfection. And as a perfectionist, I love to say that. His healings instead bring wholeness, well-being, shalom. You know, I've shared before that in Japan, there is an ancient form of pottery restoration called kintsugi. Let's say that together, kintsugi. You can tell I used to be a teacher. And kintsugi, do you remember what it means? We've talked about this before. What does it mean? 
golden repair. Remember? Golden repair. And it helps us, I believe, to better understand how Jesus goes about his healing in our lives. In Japan, when a treasured bowl is broken, accidentally, every shattered piece is carefully collected and glued back together. And all of the broken places you can see here are glued together with gold. And the beautiful thing here is that the places of brokenness are not erased or hidden away, but they're actually accentuated. And because of this, the broken bowl put back together is more beautiful and in Japan more valuable than it ever was perfect and whole and unbroken. In the same way, in the same way, Jesus doesn't restore us into perfect, shiny, flawless people. He doesn't erase our wounds. He doesn't tell us to hide our scars, but instead, he traces them with gold. He lovingly embraces our flaws and integrates our brokenness, transforming us into people who are more beautiful, more vulnerable, more whole than we were ever before. And dear friends, I want our church to be a Kintsugi church. Amen? Can we be that together? We're in the process of becoming that kind of church a community where we don't need to hide our scars. Do you know why? Because it's at the scarred places, it's at the breaks, where God's grace and gold and healing have come to make us whole. We don't have to tell the world, look how perfect we are. We can say, look how broken we are. And how God's grace, amen, has healed us and made us more whole. Let's be a Kintsugi church. Now, in case any of you are wondering if you're twisting around in your pew today on a healing Sunday morning, I want to assure you that anointing is not magic. It does not reverse God's healing does not reverse the aging project or process project. <laughs> God's healing does not erase the reality of our mortality. In fact, often God, God's healing helps us to accept it with grace and peace. Nor does God's healing replace the need to go see a doctor or maybe to work with a counselor or a spiritual director about some inner work that you're needing to do. 
Let me give you an example of where God's healing comes in. When I was a young adult, and that's getting further and further away, I was working through some really, really deep family pain with a counselor, a very gifted counselor. And I got to the end of that work, year and a half. It took me a year and a half, and I finally got to the place where I said to my counselor, I know I need to forgive. I know I want to forgive, but I can't. Anybody ever get to that place? That place was the moment when Danette and I started returning home to God and to the church for the help to do what we and I could not do in my extended family on my own. So in anointed today, we're simply coming to God and saying, help, I don't have what I need to mend and to heal. And we're inviting Jesus to trace our broken places with healing oil. So as we go into this time of anointing now, I just want to make clear that all of our adults are welcome to participate, and our children and our kids. We'll have four stations in the back. Pastor Elisa, Jesus Cruz, Mim Book, and then myself. And when you come back to us, we'll simply ask you where you are seeking God's healing, or you can just simply say, please, I'd like to be anointed. You know, in Acts 14, there's this powerful story where Paul is stoned by a mob and left for dead on the ground. And then his community, this is Acts 14, comes and gathers around him, and he's able to get up. That's kind of what we're doing here today. So even if you don't come back for anointing, our singing creates a space for God to be at work among us. Let us enter into this time by praying together number 976. 976. Great physician, you touch the lives of the sick and the troubled. Your hands rested on bodies in crisis. Your words soothed broken hearts. And we call on you today, O oh God, because we need your healing. Where we have pain, bring relief. When we are disoriented, bring clarity. When we confront disease or brokenness, bring healing. When we wait for tests or news, bring patience. When we live with barriers, bring courage. When we are bound by addiction, bring freedom. 
When illness separates us from others, bring friendship. When we cannot make ends meet, help us. You are with us in loneliness, bringing comfort. You are with us in despair, bringing hope. You are the God who cares and heals. Amen.